Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wolfric Snaptrap uses stronger words. So do we. This has been your Obscenity Warning. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 12 of Magic Steps. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's get down to business. This chapter is all about Sandry weaving the net and... Basically, is preparing to snap their trap. Ah! Uh. Sandry meets with Posco and explains the plan. Posco, of course, is like, hell's to the yes. She asks Yasmin, can you help prepare him for this? And Yasmin's like, of course. Sandry's a little nervous, but Yasmin's like, look. This kid's a really good dancer. I wouldn't tell you he could do this if I didn't honestly think that he can do this. Sandry goes to the fishing village to get a look at the net that Pasco danced in the beginning. And she talks to the lady who made it and learns how to do the proper knots because the knots she realizes will strengthen the spell. She kind of maps out the net on Yasmin's dance floor so Pasco can practice with Yasmin and the three of them work together to develop all of the steps of the dance. Sandry gets a package from Lark from Winding Circle, which is a big ass drop spindle. You missed the part. You missed the uh, funeral. Oh, yeah. They have a funeral for Wolfric. And then Sandry gets a big ass drop spindle from Winding Circle. Absolutely blazing with power because it is designed to 
keep everything out and like be protective in every way because this is what she's going to be spinning the unmagic with. She goes out to this tent that's all set up that is also just absolutely blazing with all kinds of protective spells with her uncle, of course. Her uncle and Lark are sort of standing vigil or like waiting in this other tent that's nearby. She goes in and similar to the showers that we saw in the last book to help with quarantine and like keeping diseases from going from one area to another, she does this rinse with all of these protective herbs and then she puts on this plain cotton robe and then she seals the tent so there's no way in or out and she spins the unmagic. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and disliked about this chapter. And Sandry uses the phrase. She says she would snap the trap on the killers and their mage. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that the entire, like, as soon as we heard about Wolfric, I'm like, you're going to snap a trap. Mm Mm-hmm. I also yeah. really like that both the the Duke goes with Sandry and when she, when he gets there, Lark's like, oh, of course you came. And that he tells her, if you get yourself killed, I shall be very disappointed in you. That part made me so sad. Like, no pressure or anything. Jesus. That's something I would say, though. There is so much love in that statement because what's happening is he's telling her that he is worried about her. But he's also, like, trusting her to do this. To me, it seemed kind of jokey. It's like that thing, like, if you die, I'm going to kick your ass. Clearly, you know, like, if she died, he wouldn't actually be disappointed. He'd he'd be sad. But, like, that's kind of encouraging towards, I I find that, I'd find that encouraging. (laughs) No, it's not encouraging (laughs) at all. I was distraught. Like, oh, why would you tell me this? Stop it. As someone who that was the end all be all phrase of my life and my self-esteem. Anytime my dad looked at me and said, I'm disappointed in you. I would have rather taken an ass beating. Yeah. That hurt less. Exactly. So like fr- now with- your uncle's telling you he's going to be disappointed in you. Like, I don't need your disappointment. Okay. Stop it. If, if she dies. So, like, in those last moments of her consciousness, she'd be like, fuck, I've disappointed my uncle. Exactly. Like, those are her last dying thoughts. I've disappointed him. Like, no, no. I I liked it because she tried to smile after. Like, I I think she she took it. Because it hurt her too much. I would probably try to put on a brave face as well and be like, no, fuck this. I can't put on a brave face. You hurt me. You hurt me, sir. (laughs) You wound me, sir. (laughs) I feel like the unmagic is a really good metaphor for depression, especially in this Mm. chapter. Yeah. Because she talks about, and like we see how it's just sort of like creeping up on her. She falls asleep or falls into a trance where it's sort of taking over her and she just doesn't care about things anymore. She has Um, to keep blazing her power up to get rid of it 
It's literally trying to eat her. And then in turn, there's a part where she's afraid that the unmagic is going to leak into the water table and like eat at the people in the mire. I just felt like that was a good continuation of the metaphor because I don't know what the statistics are on depression affecting rich versus poor people. Poor people definitely have fewer resources to deal with those things. So even if just directly it doesn't affect them disproportionately, they're probably disproportionately like harmed by it. Yeah, there Didn't are less resources. Tent up near the mire though. They put it on like the outskirts of town near the mire, right? That's why Which she's is worried about it. Up. That is messed up. They're like, oh, if something bad happens, it'll go into the mire. It won't affect the rich people. It's fine. That's well, messed it's, up. Well, it's, it's between also, the mire and the temple. Yeah. It's, it's like right it's, between the two of them. Oh, it's a way to rich, away though. From, It'll, it won't affect them if something bad happens. I well, think the also, idea was to get it as far away from civilization as possible. and it's, So it's, the mire is not civilization? No, it is. But the mire is on the edge of town. So you're not going to put the tent up in the middle of town. That's and go it's not the, out of town. They are out it, of it, town. It, it is out yeah, of town. It's not they're in technically the out of town. They are. They are Further roughly into like a field or something. Before dollar. It's it's it's, it's on the top of a ridge, which is not where there's any. That's there, like aren't any, there aren't any people there. The the threat was if the stuff leaked into the water table, which is kind of like you know, it could affect the water of the temple and of the mire and potentially even the rest of the city. But it's just closer to the mire, but it's still of out of town. Yeah, but it's out of the city. Yeah, like, it's out of the city. If the rich people lived on the edge of town and the poor people lived in the middle of town, then they would be closer to the rich people. But that's not how people build cities. It's like I live in the middle of fuck off nowhere. Put um, the up out there. <laughs> but here's That's, the thing: I am still technically within the city of Rogers. Technically, that is what is on my like address is Rogers. Y- you look at a large city, and this is technically a capital city. You can't get much further than the edge of the world. And that's kind of what's going on, is they are on a ridge. It's either that or the ocean. There is very little between them and the edge of the world, for lack of a better way to put it. it's The thing is, it still has to be close enough to attract the people they're trying to get there that too so it's it's like our lovely lake out here (laughs) amusingly enough it's it's like the lake out here if something were to get into the water that lake out there if something were to infect that water source the entirety of northwest arkansas would be affected except for fayetteville because fayetteville isn't technically on lake water Bentonville is affected by it. Rogers is affected by it. Lowell is affected by it. Springdale is affected by it. Bella Vista is. All of those areas in there have a direct tie to the lake. That's where the water is treated. It comes from the lake. That's why the water turns every year twice. You know, I, I, I didn't know uh, Fayetteville wasn't on, on uh, Beaver Beaver Lake water. Um, it's on Lake Fayetteville water. Right, right. That makes sense. Their water source is completely different from ours. I'd be safe then. Yeah. You would end all of us. The last thing I have to say is that this whole chapter is basically, okay, characters, you have characters who are foils for one another. 
I don't know what it is when when scenes are foils for one another, but this scene is a foil for the opening scene of Sandry's book, the part where she's in the earthquake, and particularly, especially the part in Daja's book where she's weaving the four of them together, because it is reflective of all of these other scenes where we have seen her spinning and weaving, the way she uses magic. And because it's this scene is so beautifully descriptive, the same way that the scene in Daja's book was, it is just absolutely terrifying in its descriptiveness. So we have the scene in Daja's book that is just warm and beautiful and like flowing with love. And then we have this contrast with it, which is just horrific, but so well written. Yes. We've kind of talked about just how wonderful Pasco is. He's the most brilliant 12-year-old who's totally not going to accept this win-win situation. But that whole opening scene of Yasmin and Pasco and Sandry, I just love that entire thing because they're fucking snark off of each other. And they're just, all three of them are just glorious and I love it. It's so good. It just reminds me of Triss and Crane together. Just like the back and forth between them. It's so good. I highlighted like every other line of dialogue. And so finally in my notes, I just wrote all of the banter. Yes. (laughs) I'll probably touch on this one again later, but I'm going to go ahead and bring up the funeral scene. The line specifically, tears would just make her weak. And she had to be strong for the work ahead. That's just heartbreaking. She's 14. That should not be something a 14-year-old has to think. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Sandry smacking Pasco's hands. It'd be like, ow, that didn't hurt. Shut the fuck up. I love them so much. You turned me over to a monster. Amen. True. Yeah. When the guards are driving up on the bench and they're just completely soaked and they have this look like, say nothing at all. This is a shitty situation. Say nothing to make it worse. The pity your mate Triss isn't here. She'd whisk all this damp off like a maid with a feather duster. And then Sandra being like, I can picture the face she would make. (laughs) My favorite part of that is when the Duke is like, exactly as I suspected, too much education does ruin a perfectly good mind. <laughs> that is such an Oscar Wilde line. Like, oh. I'm going to touch on that later. That's why I didn't bring that up. I'm touching on that later. <laughs> okay. Um, I just love that her bodyguards, we don't really get to see much of her bodyguards, but again, they're awesome. I love that she clearly has developed like a really good relationship with them. Because, like, they know her friend. It's so great. Yeah. There's a couple of points on here that, like, uh, I'm just kind of going to glance over and tidy together. But I'm going to sum up with, it was like being at home at discipline again. It comforted her just as much as it warmed her. She is surrounded by all of these things remind her of home. It's mentioned that Lark probably took stores from Rosethorn and Briar's stash to do all of this. Later on, it's like there's so much effort and love put into this, and she just feels like they were there with her, that she's not doing it alone, 
even though she physically is. I love that. I I really do, because their bond is so fucking strong that it's literally, I know you're not here. I know you don't know what I'm going through, but I know that you're with me. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of Briar's book during the quarantine when they get the new masks in that are made by Larkin Sandry, and he can feel them in the masks. Little things of home. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that the people at Winding Circle decided to have all these homey things within the tent for Sandry, because I feel like if she wouldn't have had those things while she was spinning all the unmagic, she may have possibly given into it and having all her family around her, all the things that reminded her of them, helped her stay in the present and be like, no, I'm fighting against this. So I think all those things really helped her. Yeah. I liked Pasco's boundless enthusiasm in the beginning. Me uh, too. And just having that chance to uh, prove his family wrong and oh, even yeah. himself wrong, that dancing definitely can be useful. And what's more useful than catching two killers no one else can catch? That'll shut him up. Oh, yeah. Tippy feet indeed. Ex- that's exactly what I wrote <laughs> And again, with Pasco, we see him doing his part and focusing on uh, on his training. He did better in the meditation, and obviously he's kind of getting pushed by uh, his teacher, but he's doing his part too. I like the Crane and Moonstream showed up, even if it was just a brief mention, but they're still around. Doing I was reading that. I was trying to picture Crane and Wolfric being friends and hanging out, because <laughs> Wolfric is just so weird, and Crane is this uppity guy. And so trying to picture those two being friends was awesome. That is the most bizarre thing in this chapter is when you find out they were friends. I don't know. I feel like Wolfric collecting all these different little samples. I think that Crane would be like, ooh, yeah, samples. Cool. I like those. I feel like there's a decent chance to met at Lightsbridge living on the Scholar's Wing at UNM, those are the kind of relationships that were forged there. Like, I knew Crane and Wolfric, and they were friends. And I honestly think they both are very good mages, and they're both intelligent people. And I think that they probably would have bonded over that, despite the fact that Wolfric is, like, weird and awkward. But honestly, like, part of the reason he's weird and awkward is because he's intelligent. And part of the reason that Crane is snippy is because he's intelligent. They just deal with that in different ways. Dialogue of them together would have been hilarious i see your wolfric and crane and i raise you wolfric crane and rose thorn oh my oh, god yes <laughs> beautiful we need I... because rose thorn went to lightsbridge with crane to like prepare for the diseases and i love they are friends met wolfric there i love this and i need all of that specifically of just those three so yeah, we, we should have a, a college, a Lightsbridge college prequel to all this. Yes. College AU, Crane, <laughs> Rosethorn, Wolfric. Who else will be adding into that? Because there has to be Nico? someone else. Nico! Yeah, well, Nico's like 20 years older than them. He wouldn't be there unless he's like a He professor. could be the teacher. He's a yes. professor. Another thing that I liked, another one of Tamra Pierce's super short world-building moments. Triss is brought up. It gives us a small glimpse into how she's changed over these four years. 
training and the duke says oh you know tris could just make all this rain go away and she's like yeah but she's kind of gotten it less into changing like the natural order of things i feel like that's gonna it's tiny but it's a good setup to like give us an idea into how tris has changed even if we don't directly interact with her or maybe even see her in this book yeah. but uh it, it gets the reader prepped so she's grown up so much and yeah. we haven't even seen that growth yet we just have that one line like i said in the earlier episode tamra pierce is getting to be uh, one of my favorite writers i'm so happy to hear you say that i know like, I, I hear that and i just go Smush! it really does make me happy since she is one of those writers that i fell in love with as a kid and i still greatly enjoy to this day new people into the fandom <laughs> makes me happy join us. absolutely oh it's happening I- i've been here frankly <laughs> i would say join us we have cookies but i think it's more accurate to be like join us we have orange almond cakes Ooh. <laughs> um i like the line if you get yourself killed i'll be very disappointed mm-hmm. i thought it was funny i thought it was so much i think he was trying to make sandry laugh because that's the kind of banter they have laugh. She tried to, but it was more serious. But I think it was a bad attempt. But I thought it was funny. He was just. I did not like it. I I will I will cheers to that. No. (laughs) Because like terrible. No. It it really is. It's one of those trying to lighten the situation a little bit. It made it work. It didn't work. It made it way worse. I appreciate the effort because I I, I made it worse for her. I'm the type of dude that would make that joke, even if it landed or not. I think it's coming out of a place of, 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 uh, of love. Yeah. I feel like it did. Cause she says like, I will not disappoint you. Yeah. And yeah, they're snippy. That's how they are. She got it from him. I feel so. Yeah. She definitely got a lot from him. You kind of already touched on this one, but Sandra feels Briar and Rose Thorn in, in the herbs in the shower and Daja and Tris from the light orbs in the thing. So she has her friends with her, even though they're not there. And I just had this like this visual in my head throughout this chapter, uh, you know, when Sandry pulls that magical veil kind of over herself so she doesn't get blinded by all the protective magics. But the idea of her like having a veil of light over her eyes while she is spinning this dark unmagic into like thread just sounds super fucking cool i would like to see art of that that would be sick as fuck it almost seems like one of those welder helmets the welder shield mask yeah just like something like like and i just imagine it looking like cloth but like a solid white light all of mine got touched on but one when sandry is thinking about all the things she—it's not like I've never been terrified out of my wits before. And then list all the horrible things that she's gone through. Can forget easily all the terrible things that she's gone through because since she's such a cheery person, and just you would think with all the crazy things that she's been through that she wouldn't be as cheerful and upbeat as she is. And then the thing that she's doing now doesn't even compare to any of those things. It's even worse because. It's the first time she's ever grabbed danger with both hands and hugged it close, she thought. She's been through horrible things, and this is even worse somehow than that, which is crazy to think of since she's been through so many horrible things. She's 14. 
is 14 and already has gone through earthquakes, pirate attacks, forest fires, plague, a traveler with her family. She'd survived gales of sea, ice storms, pirates, and robbers. And she knew fear and disaster well. So, and then only 14 and went through all of that stuff. And that doesn't even compare to this unmagic that she's about to deal with. Like, yeah. oh my God. How is she such a cheerful and bright and optimistic person as she is? I don't understand. I Oh, that's crazy. I just want to mention that it refers to all these things as, quote, the year of disasters. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, you mean 2020? Yeah. <laughs> and relate. I'm still waiting on those goddamn pirates. We had them. We had a boat thing. You're the one. We who did have a boat thing. <laughs> And then also the attack on the Capitol. That would be piratey, I would think. I just want to show this chapter to people who go, depression isn't real. It's all in your head. Even the fact that it eats through other magic. Because depression makes you, like, you have things that you love. And you, when you fall into depression, you don't care about those things. And that's, this, like, oh. all these kids, the the... Pasco, like their their magic is deeply connected to something that they love. Just as unmagic eats away at your magic, depression eats away at those things that you love. It makes it hard to do anything. It makes you. It makes it hard to care about anything. That's another reason that I genuinely love this book. Is yeah, you've got a lot of baby killing and questions on who truly is a dark lord, but. <laughs> but there's so much banter too there is also a lot of banter and a lot of fun but it is such a good written allegory for depression and i wish more people would just sit down and read this book series because every book in this series and i'm, I'm also talking about the other three i've read they handle something so deeply rooted in who we are as people we see in the first quartet what it's like to just survive disaster together we've lived through disaster after disaster last year together ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did y'all find? Carefully what? plans, I guess. <laughs> Carefully played plans is a good one. That kind of connects into mine. I wrote practice makes perfect, which I had a karate teacher that said vehemently practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. But not getting into that, just um, the fact that Yasmin is like, okay, we're going to practice this and practice this and practice this until you can do it blindfolded. And Sandri wants to be able to make this net. So she goes and has the lady teach her how to make the knot. And it talks about how she does several knots. The lady isn't satisfied until like she can do three by herself or something like that. So she keeps working at it until she knows. All of the the last four years that Sandri has been has spent spinning and weaving and learning her craft all is going into what she's doing now because if she hadn't been able to do that if she hadn't learned those things then they'd basically be screwed that's real similar to mine mine was diligence basically the same way sandra just went and did everything as carefully as possible and that kind of goes for the um dedicates at the temple too yeah you know everyone is doing everything possible to Everything possible to make things as easy uh, for Sandry as possible. So she only has to focus on one thing and she can do that right. Mine is my magic from the last chapter. Don't give in. There are all of these opportunities for Sandry to give up. And she goes, I'm not going to do that. I could, but I'm not going to. Yeah. And I mean, and that's kind of seen with everybody else. I mean, Yasmin being like, we could half-ass this, but you're going to do it until you can do this in your sleep. And Pasco actually being like, I have an opportunity, and if I fuck it up, it's not just my ass on the line. I can't give up. I have to keep doing this. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What Indy just said basically connects right into mine. Like I said, I really felt this metaphor of unmagic for depression in that I was like really hit by the way Sandry is dealing with this. And she thinks of Briar like telling her, you know, is this you thinking that or is this what the unmagic wants you to think? And her really having to try hard to fight it. I have dealt with anxiety and depression in my life and the strength that Sandry has in this chapter and the way that she deals with this 
I guess is really inspiring and like encourages me to like I guess because I don't want to be like oh well when you have depression you just go no I'm not gonna let you get to me because it's a lot more difficult and complicated than that but it's it's kind of like if Sandri can do this then then I can like have the strength to fight the way she does one of my two ties into that really really closely this whole chapter is the way it's written does definitely come off as a really good metaphor for how depression makes you think these things be they founded in truth or not you think all of these things and they weigh you down and they make you just not care about anything specifically for the first one all of these things that surround her remind her of the people that love her and the people that who are there for her and that really genuinely give a shit and wouldn't want her to give up. Sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see. I have this person who loves me because your brain goes, well, maybe they secretly don't like you, that they're playing the long con, right, Brittany? <laughs> your brain gives you these things and sometimes you have to surround yourself with the people or things that you love in order to be like you know what this isn't me thinking this this is the depression giving me these things that aren't true so yeah surround yourself with people and things that you love when things get when things get low because they are ultimately what's going to save your life i will do my second one because it's slightly more cheerful exactly exactly as i suspected too much education does ruin a perfectly good mind don't trust everything <laughs> that you read or that you're taught as a white appearing person it's it's very easy to become complacent when all of the history books are written for white people to be saviors use your brain don't let what you've been taught be the end-all be-all. I know I have a lot of things that I recognize I'm complacent about because I have gotten privilege that some of my family did not. You need to educate yourself, and I know I need to educate myself on things that they don't teach in school. Like, actually pay attention to what's going on in the world around you and use other people's stories to educate yourself and don't just bury your head in the sand. And I know that's a really weird way to take that, but that's what came to me when I read that, that line. Do your own research. Don't just let what somebody feeds you be your end-all be-all answer. And I know I really drop the ball there a lot. <laughs> Mine is the sentence, Sandry fought tears all through the ceremony. Tears would just make her weak, she thought, and she had to be strong for the work ahead. I don't know. I feel like I want to do the opposite of this. It's not good to hold in emotions. I feel like I do what Sandry does. Oh, I have to be strong. I can't do this. I got to move on. I can show this emotion later when I have time right now. I, I don't. I can't do this. But I feel like if she would have given herself space to be upset about Wolfric's death, then that would have been one less thing to hold her back from this that she has to do later. Let yourself feel the emotion. Emotions aren't bad. You're allowed to have them. And in the moment, she was sad. So she should have let herself be sad. It's not a sign of weakness. 
to be sad. And I feel like that would have been one less burden if she would have let herself feel that emotion instead of waiting and stuffing it down like, oh, I can take care of this later. I'll deal with this emotion later. Like, no, let yourself feel that emotion. It's okay. It's not weakness. Everybody has emotions. Give yourself time to grieve. That that was deep shit that went down. Give yourself time to grieve. Yeah, Give you your time. Watch this person die in front of you. you. You are allowed to be sad about it. It's okay, Sandry. You don't have to be strong for everybody. Even if you're trying to be strong for yourself. I mean, go ahead and feel that emotion. It'll probably make you be stronger in the long run. Because you keep pushing down all these emotions and pushing them down. It's eventually going to explode out and you're going to be a weak mess. Go ahead and feel your emotions. I was going to say, we all need a good 20-minute cry session every other week. Just cry it out, dude. Let yourself feel it. Regardless of whether you let yourself have those 20 minutes every other week or so, it's eventually going to come out. Whether you like come out one way or the other. Because mine usually come out at work. Because I'm like super stressed because I have to be strong and keep moving. I can't show weakness. And then it's just eventually out of nowhere, I'll be at work and be like, why am I crying? I don't know why I'm crying, but apparently I need to cry. <laughs> just go ahead and let yourself feel those emotions while you're in the heat of the moment. Sometimes you just got to cry. Crying is cathartic, man. Like there is science behind it. It does actually make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes re- helps your body release toxins, and she could have used that when dealing with magic. Mm, yeah, it's a lot of toxins she's messing with. Yeah. So next time you want to spend all that money on these magical detox, just spend twenty minutes, cry it out, man. Watch the saddest movie, listen to the saddest album, whatever you got to do. Just cry it out, my dude. It's a whole lot cheaper. (laughs) Yes. Probably a lot healthier, too. Yes. My personal magic, and I I couldn't find a way to shorten this because I'm bad with uh, making big words short. But instead of worrying about an outcome, do everything possible to prepare for it. Kind of already touched on this earlier, but Sandry and the Temple Dedicates are taking every precaution possible to make the net making process as safe as possible for everybody. For Sandry, for the people in the surrounding area, it's it's dangerous. And for me, I, I sometimes get so caught up on possibilities of how people are going to react. Instead of doing that, I need to, instead of worrying about stuff, uh, try to prepare for it. Like sitting there worrying about possibilities in your head doesn't help you at all. Instead, do something to try to either prevent or mitigate any issues with what might be happening. I carry a flat tire kit in my car. So I I, I try to not worry too much about potentially getting a flat because I know there's something I can do about it. That's smart. I do not do that. I should probably do that. I don't think I even have a jack in my car. Definitely definitely invest in one of those. I should probably do that. They're not super expensive. I don't think I even have a spare. I should probably get one of those as well. Definitely look into getting, because that saved my ass. I got caught out out in like fucking War Eagle after visiting my dad. Uh, One of my tires fucking popped. And I'm like, well, this sucks. But instead of, you know, having to call someone to come and help me, I was able to, you know, get most of it done. Uh, That's what I usually do. Like, hey, Steven, I know you're at work right now, (laughs) but hey, I'm stuck on the side of the road. Come rescue me. 
it, it is nice to have that option. Sometimes, like I said, there's like smaller daily situations that you could be in. Like instead of worrying so much about a problem, do something about it. Try to be proactive. And even if it's not something directly relating to your issue, go do something else. Like go vacuum, go do the dishes, go on a walk, like just do something instead of sitting there wallowing in your own kind of. When I get into a funk, I sometimes find myself sitting there like staring at a wall or having these thoughts replay over and over in my head and just, I need to do something else to occupy myself. Can I build on yours a little bit? Sure. Also, don't be afraid to ask others for help because there was a part in all that too that Sandry was like, there's some of these things that I would have thought of if I were to do this by myself. So I'm glad that I had other people involved in this as well because they thought of other things that she wouldn't have thought of. At the end of our episodes, we like to read an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 13 of Magic Steps. She napped until she heard a familiar voice. Is she going to sleep forever? Sandry opened her eyes and saw Pasco. Are you ready? She asked, yawning as she sat up. The welcome scent of rose orange tea met her nostrils. With Pasco beside her, Sandry followed her nose to the kitchen. Lark smiled and pressed a large mug of tea into her hands. You left me with the little monster for hours and hours, accused Pasco. She worked me to death. The tea was just cool enough to gulp. Sandry took a large swallow, then replied, I'm sure the experience was good for you. Why do people always say too much work is good, complained the boy. I never thought so. But you are lazy to the bone, my lad, replied Lark. And that's one of my best friends you're calling a little monster. She gave Sandry two thick pieces of bread with ham and a slice of tomato between them. Sandry ate gratefully. But she is a monster, Pasco argued. She's trying to kill me. He helped himself to a slice of the iced cake that sat on a counter. Can you do that dance exactly? Sandry wanted to know. Pasco grinned, smug. Yasmin says if she puts a mark on the floor, I can land on it on my toes 10 times out of 10. She says I have perfect body memory. Sandry glanced at Lark, who winked at her. For someone who called her a monster, Pasco seemed very pleased by Yasmin's praise. You have to get it absolutely right, Sandry told Pasco solemnly. You won't be able to see my net at all. I know, he said impatiently. I've only been told a thousand times. Actually, we found a way to cope with that, Lark told Sandry. Come. She led the girl and Pasco through a doorway as Sandry continued to eat. They entered what was what had probably been a dining room before the furnishings had all been taken out. Now there were only whitewashed walls, candle sconces, and a tile floor. The entire room, floor, walls, and ceiling had been thoroughly cleansed by winding circles mages. Sandry blinked at the floor and began to smile. She doubted that the central pattern of red and white clay tiles, a pattern that matched her neck precisely, had been part of the original floor. That little shit. (laughs) Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. 
Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Oh, I was done. <laughs> that, was, that was the end of mine, I promise. So is that it for two? I think yep. so. Okay. I do believe so. Part three oh. is personal magic. What personal magic have you found in this chapter? <laughs> I don't remember the whole the whole thing. Uh, reading like a mage. Reading like a step, mage. Step three is reading like a mage. You, you'd think I'd have all these memorized <laughs> by now. It's where we find personal magic in the chapter. What personal magic did you find? <laughs> I don't think I do it as well as Molly, though. No, I, I, can, I can do it if you want me to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, please. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.